Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. You ready? There we go. All right. Hello and welcome to uh, Podcast versus Everyone, uh, the episode. Uh, I am Craig Powers of Kooksayer.com, and with me is my good friend Jeff Newther. Say hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. That yeah. was predict. That was predictable, wasn't it? I know, but hey, you know, uh, we're not here to please anyone. So that's right. That's kind of the idea, isn't it? So yeah. So basically, yeah. Like, so why are we doing this? Uh, Basically, we spend uh, plenty of time chatting on uh, GChat and Slack all day. Let's just uh, talk on the phone a little bit and record it and make 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 people listen to it. That's what I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. And I was like, you know, we could uh, talk about kind of whatever we want. Yeah. And, and that and, you know, if uh, if if, you know, people don't like it, then that's OK. I'm yeah. okay with that. It's just for us, really. That's right. And so it's a it's a WSU podcast, sorta, because yeah. you probably are listening because you follow us on WSU uh, related topics. But also, we're going to talk about other stuff. And don't worry, when we do that, we'll tell you, and you can leave. Yeah. Uh, you might already be gone um, after it you might hear be. my voice. Might be putting yeah. you to sleep. It but might be. Um, but yeah. Um, so to uh, to to get started today, to get I think. This will make this a tradition. Um, I, I don't think anyone should podcast without a drink in their hand. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to start with our uh, what you drinking subject, or sorry, what you drinking segment. So, uh, Jeff, what you drinking? So, so this will give you some sense of, of just how low quality this, all, this whole endeavor is going to be. Um, right now, I am, I am not drinking beer. And <laughs> I, right. I know. See, I told you I had a surprise for you. This is the surprise. All right. So, so most people, I, I would imagine if you're listening to this, you probably know who we are, right? You probably didn't just, you know, stumble onto this. So y- you might already know that I am a, you know, a middle-aged man of 41, right? And, and certain things come along with being a middle-aged man of 41. Like, I don't know, like adding pounds, you know? Mm. So, so with it being January, now I'm not doing like dry uary, which I didn't even know was a word, but I learned that in the last like week that like dry uary is a thing. Um, so it's not like that, but uh, but I am partnering with my with my lovely wife, and we are we have gone keto, like a number of Ooh. other people. Yes, I know. And this is like as of Monday, so I'm like two days into this. Now, thing. now did you consult with your doctor before going I, keto? I did not consult with my doctor, but I bet my doctor would be happy with pretty much anything I do <laughs> to lose some weight. So, so I'm like, uh, so, so we're like two days into this thing and, and I, I kind of want a beer, but I'm also like, I'm only two days into this thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until like Sunday maybe. And then I'm just going to like go for it and whatever, ruin the whole thing for a day. So what I can talk about is what's in my fridge that is calling my name for Sunday. So so what I've got, what I picked up was it's a, not uh, Sunday in case you haven't figured that out. It's right, not it's Sunday. It's it's Wednesday. So I've you got may to be listening it, to this on Sunday. Though. That is true. That is true. So good clarification. Um, so I got to make it till Sunday, 
and what I have in the fridge is a uh, barrel-aged vanilla worldwide stout by Dogfish Head. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that is a, uh, a hefty, I believe, 18%. It's so uh, that big. that's that's one way to just kind of jump overboard. Like, hey, I'm not drinking, but now I'm drinking everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I've kind of I, I'm in a um, you know when you and I talk, you always talk about our beer journeys, right? And it's like, and you know me to be, and and our listeners will will find out as we go. Uh, know me to be really an IPA guy, and particularly New England IPAs, hazy IPAs. I love those. Um, but now I've just with it being winter, I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm like all about like the, the barrel age stouts right now. Like, give me that like 10 uh, plus percent warm. This is Jeff, Jeff, when, time. when Jeff, when we first started friends and I was trying to even get him into IPAs, it was like Alaskan Amber. And now he's got his, <laughs> he's got his pinky up on the, on the tulip glass so right. like I, I just like a barrel aged stout. That's right. Like, you know, That's just right. just something simple. You know, <laughs> just something barrel aged. Uh, it's it's winter. I like my seasonal. No, Sarah and I just went. We went to Bend for our anniversary. Just like get out of town and go see some snow and hang out. And and I went to uh, went to Deschutes and uh, had some Abyss 2016. And I'm sitting there drinking it. And this couple from California is like, "Do you guys have Coors Light?" And I'm like. <laughs> Or what's most like a Coors Light here? So I kind of helped him out, and then I got him to get an Abyss. So there oh, we go. look at my, you. My work as a beer evangelist was done that day. That's like uh, like my disciple has disciples now. That's right. That's right. You know? So like in the kingdom of beer heaven, I, I'm just reaping so many <laughs> rewards now. That's how that works. That's right. You are expanding your beer kingdom in heaven. Yes. So, um, so what are you drinking? What, what you drinking? So I assume I, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's coffee. expensive. I think you told me you were yes. yeah. so, so some coffee. In lieu, I'm re, I reheated so my coffee. Microwave drink coffee. Like, yes. you're this raising the standards here. The staple of any teacher. So, so you know me, and I got, I have way too many beers. Um, I like, do know that. Like, uh, you've seen the, the mess downstairs in the basement. Um, so I, uh, I have I had this beer that I've had for a long time, uh, not as old. It, I haven't had it as, for as long as old as it is. So like about four years ago, a friend bought this for me uh, for Christmas, I think, and it's um, it's actually a beer from 2009. And uh, the reason for that is I started writing for Kook Center in 2009, oh, that's and nice. Jeff and I have been friends since 2009. So oh. I have I have a almost 10 year old beer that I'm rocking here. And it's, it's a beer that I'm sure you've had. And it's a beer that I probably would have loved to get my hands on in 2009. And it's stone double bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I've so totally I had that. I haven't yeah. had these beers for years. Oh, and I definitely haven't had one that's 10 years old. And it is, it is, is a big guy. It's 10 and a half percent. I thought that Amanda was going to share it with me before she went to bed. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm taking down this ten and a half percent bomber myself. So by the end of this podcast, I'm going to be probably a little funnier uh, or a little angrier. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, so by, yeah. by the way, for people who don't know you, that's that's like literally a fifty-fifty proposition. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we're gonna we're, we might talk about politics, so we'll see where that goes. Um, so uh, uh, so yeah, this beer. Um, so uh, I guess you'll be. Uh, 
Uh, I, no, I want you to rate your cup of coffee too. Uh, so, so um, for every time we have a beer on this, uh, be, be, to honor our Lord and Savior Gardner Minshew, I wanted to integrate him into the podcast in some way. Um, so I, uh, I wanted to put, uh, we rate our beers or whatever we're drinking on a Gardner Minshew scale. And what does that mean? Uh, that means uh, you just relate your beer to any Gartner Minshew item, Gartner Minshew play, game, moment, any anything, you know, uh, you know, a naked jock strap, stretching, anything like that. Um, so Jeff, uh, where would you, where would you rate? Can, if you think about it, where, where would you rate your uh, your coffee? On yeah. So yeah. so it's funny is I'm I, I'm I'm pretty snobby about my coffee, just like I am about my beer, but. I'm also like um, not necessarily into like really expensive, you know, like, uh, you know, fancy coffee. Right. So honestly, my favorite coffee is it, it, like and this is like going to sound crazy, but my favorite coffee is the is just the Dunkin Donuts medium blend. Like that is my favorite coffee in the world to make at home. So I'm thinking my Dunkin Donuts cup of coffee is like a like a routine eight yard completion on a mesh. It's just like it's solid. It's there. We're going to go to it like five, six times a day because I'm a teacher and that's what I do. I drink so much coffee and I'm like, yeah, and it, it never fails to deliver just like the mesh. Excellent. Um, so uh, I've been thinking about my rating here and. I gotta tell you, I thought this beer, like, I didn't know what to expect. I'm, I honestly thought it was. I don't really like this beer fresh anymore. It's just a too much of a bitter malty bomb. Like, it's basically just like a, like it's, it's like a souped up American barley wine. So there's English barley wine, which is more balanced, and then American barley wines, which are really hoppy. And of course, it's a stone beer, so it's really hoppy. I'm pretty amazed at how bitter it still is, even though it's 10 years old. Because usually some of that fades, right? Um, but on the nose, it's it's gotten super barley winey, like it's it's kind of, and I'm into that style quite a bit. So and it's even got the color, uh, so it it's really is just kind of turned into like an American barley wine, which is actually a lot better. It's a lot better than I expected. It's still a little cold. I just cracked it up open before right before we started. So I'm looking forward to um, as how it develops as it warms up through this podcast. So so I'm thinking like it's got to be something early. Uh, um, kind of the uh, uh, the first touchdown pass that Gardner threw that uh, when he rolled out uh, right, tossed it to Booby. You know, you're like, hey, uh, what is this mobility? What is yeah. like, what is this escapability? That there's something here, and this I'm looking forward to when this when this warms up and gets a little better. Like it warms up, it might even be even better. So that's what I'm thinking. Like that uh, that touchdown pass of Booby had had me feeling that pretty good about when this warms up. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's so I'm rating my beer. Um, I like that. So now that we we're all happy and thinking about happy memories of Gardner Minshew, I wanted to like make sure to, <laughs> as I said, I like balanced beer. I, I like the balanced English barley wine. So um, we need to bring some balance to this podcast. And so uh, let's start off with our uh, talking WSU segment uh, by, of course, talking about um, our favorite team of all, the WSU basketball team. <sighs> Yeah, I know. It's so fun. Like, you know, it, it's funny when we started this, uh, when we started writing on Coog Center, it was terrible to write about the football team and the right. basketball team was the only thing that was fun it to was write about. It was really good. And it, you know, it's, it's funny, like, um, what made me want to, 
you know, do this podcast with you is that it's like, you know, you're probably feel the same way I do about this, which is it's really hard to convince yourself to invest the time to write seriously about the basketball team. Yeah. Like, cause they're just so, they're so bad. And, and it's, it's hard cause I want, I want them to be good and I want to like them. And I, and I just, I, like, I want a lot of things and, you know, I'm sure, you know, one of the things I always come back to is I'm sure the young men on the team are, are wonderful young men. And I'm sure they are, you know, trying their very hardest and it's not their fault that Ernie gave him a scholarship. Right. right. And so it's just kind of like, uh, but it's like only so many times you can write, this team's really terrible. And here's like the 18 reasons why right. they stink. And so anyway, I just thought maybe it'd be more fun if we just, I don't know, talk for 10 minutes about why they stink. I, I don't know. Oh well, yeah. Like, you know, you know, what's funny is that you, you go to Kempom, you, you look at their player page, you, you look at their advanced stats and there's a lot of guys that have some decent looking advanced stats. Like you, Ahmed Ali's got a 110 O rating, which is like, Oh, that sounds like an ideal point guard. He's 24, 25 assist rate, better than his turnover rate, all this stuff. Um, but then you, you, do, you know, same thing with like uh, Marvin Cannon and, uh carter skaggs is like they have good looking stats but then you click on them like you dig deeper and you look at conference only so right. their their non-conference schedule was so bad it was so almost bad. the worst in the country and so that kind of made it that was you know honestly a lot of these players would be very good in the america east or the miac or or anything like that um but they're definitely not pac-12 players even in a pac-12 this year which you and i were talking about the other day is awful like, like horrendously it, awful it's, like it's it's as bad as it has been in the ken palm era and it's had some really bad years in the ken palm era so it has um um and so uh and and, and there's even you know there's there's a very very real possibility that's a one bid league uh and and here we are hoping that maybe they can grab four wins out of, yeah out of that league yeah. And, and, you know, what kind of struck me is, as I was, <clears throat> you know, kind of looking through stuff and, um, you know, and a lot of people, and I'm sure Ernie's gonna, you know, he, he, he already has, um, talked about the injuries that they've had this year and, you know, they've been dinged up at times, you yeah. know, the biggest one obviously is Robert Franks has missed, you know, five games. Um, but, and they've had other ones, you know, Beyonce Daniels was out for, you know, whatever, four games, Isaiah Wade was out for a few games. So, so sure. Okay. So they've, they, they've dealt with some injuries, but, but it's also like, you know, what you find, you should be able, well, number one, you should be able to survive those things against the non-conference schedule that they put together. Right. I mean, which right. was, you know, a series of like sub 250 Ken Palm type teams. Like we're talking like the bottom, you know, 10 percent or 20 percent of divi- of all of Division One. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't be losing to Montana State. Santa shouldn't Clara, be losing to Seattle, Seattle. Be to Santa Clara. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so y- y- you kind of go through that. And so it's true that there but but what Frank's absence has sort of revealed, which is sort of really depressing, and maybe like, you know, the biggest indictment of of Ernie Kent is that um the rest of the roster is like a low major mm-hmm. roster. Like it's it's kind of crazy. They've dropped, you know, whatever uh, you know, forty spots or whatever in the Ken Palm rankings since Frank's got hurt. Um, their offense is terrible. They've got the worst offense and the worst defense in conference play. 
um, on a per possession basis mm-hmm. in the Pac-12, which and we've already established the Pac-12 is awful. So it's like you know they're just they're really they're they're really 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 bad. The rest of the roster he's assembled is really a series of guys who belong you know playing it. I mean, I don't know, Santa Clara, <laughs> I mean, you know, Santa Clara, Delaware State, Cal Poly, the kinds of teams, yeah. Cal State, Northridge, you know, we're talking the kinds of teams that um, that they played earlier this year. So anyway, the, you know, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to watch. And I guess we're getting a sense of what the team would have looked like if Franks had gone to the draft. But, yep. you know. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, it's crazy, you know, how 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 bad they've been without him that they tr- like. If you, we always like to compare things to when, when we're thinking of badness is the Paul Graham era, and it's like uh, they are way worse than any Paul Graham team without Franks. Like they are yeah. way worse. Yeah. And 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 they're only maybe slightly better than a Paul Graham team with Robert Franks. So like it's it, it they're yeah. Ernie's been incredibly fortunate because his team has been roughly at that level the entire time. Um, he's been pretty fortunate that he's played in some pretty bad Pac-12s because he's, you know, he's gotten some six wins, seven wins, uh, four or five wins. Like, you know, he, he's, he hasn't, he's had one really, really bad season in terms of wins, but. And that, when, and that was the one year that the Pac-12, Pac-12 was, was horrendous. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out this year because, uh, you know, that Utah game at Utah was one of the ones that like maybe you could steal, even though yeah. we never win there. But like, but we at Utah at home. Like, so if you're looking ahead to this weekend, I'm already I'm prepping for the uh, turning around improvement uh, uh, narrative because they're playing when they have Franks, they're playing the one team in the Pac-12 that is somehow worse than them. Uh, like, <laughs> right. like you wouldn't think there would be two sub like 200 pl- ranked p- plus teams in the Pac-12 but there is and Cal is uh Cal is definitely a low ma- they they might be a low major team that's you know pushing for the top half of their league but they're 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 you know, they're just really bad and um I they they actually this is WSU should beat Cal if Franks is playing if, do- if Franks doesn't play it it, uh, I, I'd probably lean Cal, but like, but uh, but uh, if Franks is playing, I can see them getting a win there. And but after that, it's just, you know, it's just a lot of uh, games where they're yeah. gonna be heavily underdogs, even at home. Um, you know, Ken Ken Palm picks four wins uh, in aggregate, but there's only one they're actually um, favored. favored. Which is Cal yeah. on Thursday. It's you know the it's not crazy to think that they might actually win both games this weekend. Yep. Um, Cal they should they should beat Cal with Franks. And by the way, the Cal game might actually be reasonably entertaining to watch to yeah, be honest, because okay. you're going to have two really horrible, horrible, horrible defenses, right? I mean, the WSU defense ranks 294th in adjusted defensive efficiency and Cal ranks 337th. (laughs) So, um, and these are, if what's so crazy about it is like a high major team should be able to like, like really not do anything and still be like a top 150 defense. Like, but it really just kind of shows the lack of athletes is really what that kind of is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but wait, 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 lack of athletes. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that WSU is long and athletic. Oh, long and athletic. Dang it. Sorry. So so maybe Cal is lacking athletes. WSU is not. They must be short and unathletic. I don't know. Right, right. That's it. So anyway, at least it it might be entertaining. And Stanford, you know, Stanford is kind of up and down. Um, although they, they picked up a pretty decent win here last week. So, um, you know, but that's like Ken Palm's even calling that one a coin flip. So yeah. more or less a coin, I think it's 45% or something, but anyway, yeah. you know, more or less a coin flip. So anyway, yeah, I mean, could be entertaining. And I, I just know that if they win both those games that Ernie's going to be insufferable, I know that. <laughs> he's gonna say see oh, yeah see yeah. see, see we're, i told we're building you something but we're then building the, something but then they're going to oregon the oregon schools next week and they're and gonna get walloped so next week even so if I, frank's plays like yeah i mean we can talk about this next week but but like just off the top of your head what's the combined is, is the combined loss margin next week against the oregon schools more or less than the combined loss margin of last week against utah and colorado i think it'll be less because frank's is playing I, I think That's I fair. think yeah, I think they it, you won't see the thirty point loss. I mean they well they they pulled back on Utah in the second half because LB got a little hot and they yeah but uh but the, but that was a thirty point game for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, One thing I'm actually curious about is to see if the defense is actually any better with Franks. I've kind of poo pooed that a little bit. Yeah. But you know, I've written that a few times that. Um, you know, the Franks is, yeah, he's a great scorer, but the defense is still horrendous. He's um, a, he's a decent the, rebounder. He's definitely yeah. probably our best rebounder him and Ellaby. Yeah, and he's, and he is long. I mean, that yeah. he does have that. He can, he can maybe defend some His guys. Father, and yeah. yeah. That other people can't. And, and I know that like, sometimes it's hard to like, um, you know, the, it's sort of like a signal and a noise thing, right? It's like, what's what? And, you know, is this, you know, is the really horrible defense the last three games without Franks or is the really horrible defense because they're playing, you know, much better teams? Like, uh, you know, so I don't know. That's the be the funny thing is that, like, Utah is not a good team. No. And, and uh, I think before WSU played them coming in, they were in the 150s. Uh, they got a nice bump because they uh, out overperformed the expectation against Utah. But, um, you know, they, they're not a good team. And, and historically, even on the road, you should be able to beat a one number 150 team. You know, any Pac-12 school should. Sure. Uh, but it's just that just shows how bad because uh, I'll just read off some rankings. I'm looking at them. Uh, Utah, 137. Cal, 233. Stanford 129, USC 100, like those, and then WSU, uh, what 204? Uh, that that's almost half of the Pac-12 is, uh, you know, over yep. half of the Pac-12 is a hundred and over. And I know you, it's you, it's insane. And like a good, um, uh, even a, an a, like a de- a decent high major conference should have pretty much every team in the top 100 and maybe. Maybe a, a whipping boy at the bottom that's, you know, 150 or something. That's usually how it goes. Because I think you look back when uh, – I'm trying to think what year Oregon State went 0-18. Like, they were they, – they, they, like, they, they weren't – They were like, better. Than they were, like, 140 right or something. <laughs> like, it was and, – and, and now they'd be, like, in the middle of the pack in the Pac-12. Right. Well, even – they're talking about Oregon State winning the Pac-12 this year. And they're 64. Right. And usually the top Pac-12 team is in the top 10, or at right. least top 15. And right. so th- there's not there's not even a really good team. Like that's why when we talk about a one big conference, like the only way this conference is getting two bids is if Washington or Oregon or Oregon State 
wins or Arizona State like wins 15 plus games. Right. And they have to win at Arizona. They have to win um, at Oregon State. You have to win at Oregon at Washington. You have to win like those games. You know, uh, yeah. other other because you have because uh, I was um, I, I follow a guy named Sam Vicente on Twitter and yep. he's a he he you know he he's of of our you know uh, wonkiness and and he uh, he um, talked about how there's only three opportunities for what the NCAA calls like a quadrant one win. It's basically the same as like an old top 50 win, but now it's adjusted for home and away. And and that's um, at Washington, at Oregon State, potentially home against Washington, and then uh, at Arizona. And that's the only, like there's only three like top 50 wins you can get right. in, in the Pac-12. And usually you have an opportunity for at least like six to eight, even 10. Like in the Tony Bennett years, you have a, you just <laughs> pretty much you, every you week. stumble into four just by like accidentally <laughs> yeah. some games like right and and, and it, it's but now it's just there's just not an opportunity for even because none of the aside from Arizona State none of the teams got any decent wins in the non-conference and and so you have this where um, they're not going to get any credit for any other wins in the league games so it's only if one like one team runs the table almost and then loses in the conference championship game, that right. maybe you'll have two teams from the Pac-12. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, you'd have to have two teams um, standing above everyone, either and or one team just so thoroughly dominating everybody, and then some other team beats them in the in the championship game, right? Yeah. The Pac-12 championship. I mean, it's it really is crazy. I'm looking at the at the rankings of of the um, according to Ken Palm of the conferences, and it's like so for people who maybe don't follow college basketball that closely. There's really what are considered sort of sort of six major conferences. So in football, there's five, right? In basketball, you've got the five major conferences plus the Big East. And right now, the Pac-12 is sixth, and it is barely ahead of the American Athletic Conference, <laughs> like like barely ahead. Um, like they are they are closer to seven than they are to five. A lot and, closer and, to seven. And typically, it's the top six are well above and right, way, minutes. way above everybody else. Like the AAC make... has definitely gotten up better, but like it, it right. like drawn it closer because that's kind of a lot. Some of the old Big East teams and stuff, right. but um, but yeah, it's it, the the uh, it, that that ranking goes by your average um, the average uh, difference of offensive uh, offensive defense adjusted offensive efficiency minus. Adjusted defensive efficiency. So it's essentially how many more points are you scoring than your opponents against an average? If you're playing an average opponent, um, if how many more points would you score uh, than them over 100 possessions? And right. so an average opponent in in college basketball is essentially someone like WSU. And and so Pac-12s is like six points. So that means like. On average, the Pac-12 would be a team as bad as WSU by six points, which is not right. good because it should be like no. 15. Yes. Like when it's good, it's like 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and that nine-point difference is a lot stretched out over average of 12 teams. Obviously, WSU brings that down and Cal brings a that lot. down. A lot, a like, lot. But but <laughs> we've seen we've just seen like it, it's funny we you and I have talked about this a lot like, and I don't really want to get into this too much, but if, if Tony, like if those Tony Ben teams were playing in this conference, they'd be going 16 and two, they'd be winning the conference, like running away. 
But you could say the same for any of those teams, like any of the Pac-10 teams back then. Like if right. they were dropped, like like if like I think like Arizona was like winning like nine or ten games in league back then. If you drop them in this league, like with some of the guys they had back then, they would just be destroying teams. And yep. and now and now you know it's just it, it's it is what it is. It, it, it's kind of weird because you just don't like. Is this kind of like our new normal in the Pac-12 or like? Because it doesn't seem like a lot of teams are rising or yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, to be honest, um, I, I was just kind of thinking about just kind of how bad West Coast basketball is in general. Yep. Like, you know, it used to be the the Midwest or uh, Mountain West Conference used to be, you know, really one of the top sort of mid-major. In fact, they, they were so top mid-major, they were like, we're not mid-major. Yeah, right? they, were Back, getting like, they were getting like four yeah, bids, but like between two and bids. four, two and four yeah. bids was pretty regular for them. Yeah. Um, I remember one time when I was working on a story for, I don't know, it was ESPN or Basketball Prospectus or something, and I uh, I talked to Steve Fisher, you know, the old San Diego State coach, and I, I made the mistake of saying mid major, and I even I oh, and I did that one time with uh, with Leon Rice too out of Boise State, the guy the guy who we wanted to be our coach, right? <laughs> and uh, I said mid major, and he 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 sort of let me have it. I'm like okay, 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 right? But now it's like yeah, you know, the Pac-12 is kind of a notch above a mid major conference at the moment. Maybe yeah, it's only because you have in, in it's name because and you have those, like, but like yeah like it's it's you have those like teams that are bundled around forty to seventy and that's yeah. something a mid major doesn't always have but right. you what 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 makes Pac twelve different is is you usually have those teams that are in the top twenty five yeah. and they don't they don't have that and and they're not gonna have that the entire year like there's no way like UW would just have to destroy teams because UW's the highest ranked right now on Kempom. And they're 48, and then I think on the net rating, which is the official NCA rating, the new one, I think they're 46. Yeah. So like I mean, there, there, there's like no chance for any like to even no. like and 46 is a bubble team. Like uh, that, 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 that's if you're 46 and you don't have a strong schedule, you're not make you're not getting a bid. You're right, not or a signature a, win, or it's yeah. just something like that. And they, and UW didn't have a when they like they had one, they had a chance against Gonzaga and they didn't get it and. And yeah. they have no other chance because the rest of their schedule. I mean, they played some other these teams, but they they uh, they didn't pick up anything really. Um, yeah. Hopping. I mean, out west, and and I guess maybe we could just leave it here. But it's like just think about this: it's Gonzaga, it's Nevada, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that is it. No Arizona, no UCLA, no Stanford. Arizona's no, not good. Like, Wash, I mean, Oregon, you know, Washington, eight, Oregon, guess. Washington, Oregon. I think could have gotten there if they had Bull Bull if he had not gotten hurt. But yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. It's super sad. Well, yeah, I I think that's enough about basketball. <laughs> yeah, go Cougs. Yeah, Beat that was. I, I'm impressed though. We talked about basketball for like 20 minutes. We like did. that's so. Here's the here's the point in the podcast uh, that Jeff and I were most excited about. It's the part where we say we're going to warn you because um, we're not going to talk. We, we'll probably, we might reference WSU because you know we think of talk about it so much. But um, the rest of the podcast is going to be about politics, about pop culture, about parenting, and about whatever the heck else we want to talk about. Um, and I will warn some of you. Um, our uh, coastal elite tendencies, uh, you may not 
<laughs> appreciate hearing some of our opinions on things. So, um, so if if you just wanted to hear the WSU stuff, I'm not offended. I don't care. This is podcast versus everyone. We do not care. Go ahead and turn it off right now. That's totally fine. Um, but um, what I'm going to segue into now is the segment we are calling Coastal Elites. Uh, where Jeff and I, which is what we do pretty much every day, is we uh, we've been talking about them politics, and um, uh, Jeff and I are uh, fairly like-minded. Um, you know, me com- uh, coming from the liberal haven of Yakima, and uh, <laughs> Jeff being that uh, you know traditionally that traditionally liberal base of being a, a devout Christian man. Yeah, uh, and both of us are white, so I'm just very. You know your your standard uh, standard uh, liberal standard yeah. liberal profiles, um, uh, but yeah. So um, I was kind of thinking uh, we were, we've been having a little fun this week with some of this Brexit stuff. Um, I'm just thinking like like what's like I, I'm just looking at Theresa May and 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 like she she basically backed the wrong she was looking for a horse to back and she backed the wrong horse and then didn't really know what to do about it she ended up being the prime minister of great britain so congrats and now she is <laughs> is it congrats though is yeah. it congrats i'm not sure but now she is universally hated like universally hated uh on, like her own party hates her her own party hates her uh the other party hates her uh her own party won't even uh approve her like uh bills which you know some of this sounds pretty familiar to us in the u.s um so and i was kind of thinking you know uh be wary of siding with the weird look the dude with weird blondish hair (laughs) and when when you're thinking about politics we're talking about boris yeah, Boris. Um, <laughs> if, if we're looking at some American counterparts, like think yeah. about guys like uh, Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort. Yeah, uh, maybe they uh, they're probably not um, pleased with their decisions on who to bag at this point. You know, when yeah. they're going to be sitting in their jail jail cells. But uh, obviously, Teresa is not having that hard of a time. But you know, I will say that uh, it looks like Boris is still still behind her, uh, which isn't enough to get her Brexit bill passed. But um, can you imagine just being like, uh, well, everyone hates me. Like, I can't even like, like, I, I can't even get this. This is this my signature. The reason I'm prime minister and I can't even get it done. And, and now everyone hates me. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know that anyone could have succeeded, though. I mean, obviously, you know, look, I, I'll, I will readily admit that my knowledge of British politics is limited to whatever I hear on NPR or the BBC. So so it's kind of like, you know, you I'm, I'm liberal. Yeah, right. Is there anything more liberal than listening to NPR? Probably not. So, uh, like, I mean, like, you could go like Mother Jones podcast. That's true. And that, stuff. Is, that is true. You I go could. Daily Costs. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I could, I could go farther. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very, you know, moderate liberal. I listen to NPR. I don't know. Is that what it would be? So. Anyway, it's I, I'm just I'm kind of listening to this, right? And and so what I know about British politics is sort of what I what I've picked up from from there. And you know, it really just seems like this all sort of stems back to like kind of immediate buyer's remorse <laughs> over passing that stupid referendum. Like that it it truly is just like they passed it and everybody just went, "Oh, no." 
Well, it's like the interviews you'd see the next day. Like, Wait a minute, what did we do? Yeah, you know? my, my favorite thing is when they just when uh, in in broadcast news is when they just grab the random yokel right, on the dude street. Dude on the street. Yep. Dude and on the and street. he's like, and and it's like, they're like, I didn't know that that's what we were voting for. <laughs> <laughs> or I voted for it, but I really didn't think it would pass. Oh yeah, like, it's like what? <laughs> And all of a sudden, it's like, so now they've got this. And, and their system, so from the way I understand it, so you can correct me if, if you understand it better than I do. But, well, but, I absolutely do but they, they are, they're not a two-party system like we are. No. And so you've got this situation where you, you don't just – you don't have these like large caucuses that you just sort of have to rally people behind one, yep. you know, one group of people behind a thing. Right. And then maybe flip a few people from the other side and you're good to go. It's like they she like she has to write a thing that pleases like I mean, I don't know. What are we talking? Four or five parties? Something well, like yeah. That. Yeah. Because because it's it's whoever the uh, whoever has basically the most parliament seats uh, that controls the government, that controls the government. Right. But it not necessarily is going to be a majority. And it's it, so it's. I mean, typically, I think it would if if uh, a lot of times it works out so that they have enough seats and they can get things done. But like, uh, that's not always how it works, and so it becomes more like U.S. politics, where you know there's different parties with even if they're minority parties, they're having some power and sway over getting things, you know, blocking things or or uh, you know preventing things from being passed. Like so, yeah. So yeah, and the thing, yeah, like you you mentioned with the Brexit, like. It's so delicate, and there's so many parts to it. Right, and there's and you, so many and people you've got that one just, faction that doesn't want it. Right, they their hope it's is an ever growing faction. Back to another and it's level. and it's truthfully, it's your most educated faction because you know most of the people like I through through my through my job and stuff, I know quite a few people from Great Britain, and they're typically like you know. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're pretty, they're decently well off. They're, you know, they have university education and all this stuff. And so like my perspective on this is, you know, all the British people I know are like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, this is insane. And, but obviously like they, you know, it's a similar thing in the U S like where there's this whole other group of people that are like, no, we want this. And, but I think it's, that group is not as strong as say like Trump's base is in the U S like they, yeah. they, like they're, they're not like, they, there isn't like this staunch as staunch a Brexit group as there might be of like a, a you know, a Trump supporter group in the U S. Right. So it's like, because a lot of the people, there was so much misinformation from like Boris Johnson and his crew uh, going up to the vote that a lot of people didn't know what they were voting for. Right. And it's funny. One of, one of my best friends is British. And he was living in the U.S. at the time, um, and he just moved back to uh, uh, Belgium because he had lived there before, and he wanted to move back there. And, you know, they can freely move there still, and he had lived there when he was younger. So they wanted to move back before anything happened with Brexit, so they're hoping they can just stay. Like, <laughs> like, and because, like, like, we'll get locked out, like get locked out of the yeah, house locked or in. Yeah, like they're like, <laughs> they're like no, we, we, we just we want to make sure that we can live in Europe because he doesn't. He's a Brit, but he doesn't want to live in, in Britain because he doesn't like it. It's so like, like he hates London and he's got to live yeah. in the city center and stuff. But it's like, but he, uh, but yeah, so it's funny, but he, um, you know, his, his like our November 8th, 2016 was their Brexit day. Like, and right. so, 
But he got to do both because he was living in the U.S. and stuff too. Because he's got what American, a lucky he, guy. He's got an American wife, so. Um, but uh, but it's what funny, that like, guy do to deserve that? Yeah. Not not the American wife. No, no, I'm sure she's wonderful. <laughs> but I just mean like, you know, the November eighth, the the Brexit, that like this guy's getting like the worst of everything. Yeah. So he 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 gets so he on the on like the moment Brexit uh, passed, I get a message from me. He's like, Trump's getting elected, and I'm like, No, you shut up. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that could that, never that, happen. That, that could never happen. He's like, no, Trump's getting elected. I know it now. And I'm like, shut up. And then I got really nervous. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it happened. It was right, which he loves, like you know, loves being right. So. Like, told you so. You know, like, thanks, so man. this is this is the alternate universe we're living in at the moment. That's what this is, right? Yeah, I will say the that transfer portal and this yeah, is where the transfer portal, I, you know, for me, it was like uh, it was kind of interesting because I didn't I had I don't know, like I had a sense that Brexit was a big deal, obviously, but like I kind of maybe didn't sense how big a deal it was until I listened to the like I said, I was listening to the BBC broadcast on Monday from when this or yesterday, Tuesday, when it all went down because I was home with a with a kid with a bum ankle. And uh, so I'm listening to the radio all day and. You know, just the guy introducing it is like, there are a lot of words out there. They get, and I can't even do the British accent. Maybe we should try a British accent. That'll really get people to turn it off. But he's just like, I, I, you know, I don't know how to say this without using a word that's overused. And so when I use the word historic, I promise you, I am not exaggerating. <laughs> like it was like this disclaimer so at like, the beginning a, of the broadcast. It's historic, then. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, this, yeah, Brexit. Yeah. This Brexit nonsense. Yeah, that's, that's my uh, British accent. I apologize. Actually, yeah. I don't because I don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Podcasters, everyone. Yeah, podcasters, so, everyone. Yeah, darn right, mate. I don't know. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know, mate. Is that, yeah. is that Australian? Australian. So, see, there we go. See, you can do Australian because you've been in Australia. Yeah, I went, I went to Australia. You know, mate. Uh, we, we saw some kangaroos. We, yeah. we ate. We ate some marmite. Or no, I'm sorry, Vegemite. Vegemite. Uh, <laughs> uh Marmite's the British one. Uh sure. yeah, you know, uh we saw Wallaby. Uh That's pretty good, Craig. It was pretty good. We we went to the uh the Rafe. Uh uh I saw some fish. Uh well you know, you know, I spent a month down there, you know. It, we I heard them talking to me. It's funny the guy we stayed with though is uh uh for a week. I have a friend that lives there, but he's South African. A lot of a lot of Safas, they call them Safas. Uh, move to um, Australia because it's a much more uh, uh, well. The Safas call it a, na- a nappy state, which is a word for um, butt diapers. It, that's what they call diapers. And right, right. Um, so they call it a nappy state. So uh, the Safas moved to the nappy state because it's a little more organized than South Africa is. And so, uh, so his his accent's a little different. It's a, and I'm not even gonna try. But like uh, it, it, but but the uh, the Australia ones, you know, uh, they they really get in there. That uh, <laughs> it goes more from the throat, yeah. uh, you know. If you're being racist about it. See, now uh, you're sounding kind of like Crocodile Dundee. Well, you know that that's that's what I meant when I said racist. <laughs> that's not a knife. I'm this is a knife. Drinking my double bastard. It's, yeah. It's very good, by the way. Yeah. I think, and by the way, just like if we can like just take a quick time out. I mean, I I I feel like a lot of 
beer drinkers don't know this, that actually it's okay sometimes to let your beer warm up a little bit. It, it's actually, for many beer styles, it's better. Um, if, you, if you're talking like a an IPA, maybe like 45 degrees, you're good. So basically, if you're t- pulling it out of the fridge, about, you know, after five or ten minutes, it's probably going to be at its sweet spot. It depends on also the ABV of the IPA. If it's lighter, maybe a, a little colder. I mean, if right. you're drinking a, a lager, a good lager, just give me that cold, and refreshing, you know. Sure. Uh, and but a, but you know something like I'm having right now, which is just this like I don't know how many barley wines you've drank, Jeff, but you know they're like this kind of dark, deep amber color. Yeah. And and and, it, and it's just uh, it, it's it has this like the head on it is just staying there. Like it's not going anywhere. It's just, it's there to stay. You poured the beer and it's just going to sit like with the same head on it for an hour because it's like, it's so, it's just so like, it's actually, <laughs> I'm really impressed. Like, like I, 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 I was ready to load up some like really negative gardener play. Like his, like, you know, just something I never wanted to see again. Like his first pick against my man. I'm like, Oh wait, this beer is actually good. Like so, I'm having that's always a nice surprise. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm really excited that I drank it. Uh, we're off topic. I think we talked about Brexit. And yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about something really, really good, like super good, like like so good you can taste it. Something like McDonald's quarter pounders. Oh yeah, two for and, five. And fast food salads. Ooh, fast food salads, which, by the way, are are, uh, <laughs> are, are, are one of our authors, who's also a trader, who's on a different podcast, uh, the Cougar Football Saturday cast, which I would recommend. It's it's pretty good. It's better than this podcast. For sure um, better but, than this podcast. But because uh, but, yeah, but, it has Kyle Sherwood, who That's right. claims that, I don't know, it was like Southwest chicken salad at McDonald's is good. And I'd, yeah, I just don't I'm, believe it. I'm going to openly question that. I, 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 you know, I think, I think that's just a, an act of desperation. You're taking your kids there to get a happy meal, yeah. which I haven't, you know, my kid's only like one. So I haven't transitioned into the, I can't give that excuse. Of like, I'm just going to McDonald's for the kid. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm not going there for me. I'm going there yeah. for the kids. Right. Uh, and, and we, we have a Sonic just up the road and I tell you, I get pretty lazy some nights and, and we just look at each other and we're like, let's just get some Sonic. <laughs> and that happens like once a month. Right. So like, so we're like, let's get some Sonic. So I know the Sonic menu quite well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's the closest thing. And, and when, when Amanda was pregnant, it was like every other day she wanted an orange cream slush. So it was like, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, back to what we're talking about. Quarter pounders. Back to, back to hamburgers. Hamburgers, um, which are, I mean, probably, like, which I think is the term for a room temperature uh, McDonald's burger that was <laughs> bought two burger. hours ago. Yeah, and and, if, then, put if, on, if and then put on a silver platter. If there's something we in know, the White House, if there's something we know about fast food, it tastes best when it's been sitting out for an hour. <laughs> Especially the French fries. Especially the French fries. Well, hey, they had those under heat lamps. I mean, which, look. Who among us has not eaten like a couple of French fries they found at the bottom of the bag two hours later? Oh yeah. Who among you get, us? Like you get into your car and you're like, well, that McDonald's bag is still there. I better throw that out. 
Oh, Ooh, there's a what French fries. <laughs> what are these? When did I have this? I don't know. It's fine. It's McDonald's. It can't. Like, it, it's, like, impossible to grow mold on McDonald's. Food. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely not decomposing for at least 30 <laughs> years. So you don't have to worry about that. But, no, but seriously, though, like, okay, so so where this whole conversation, so for our listeners, where this whole conversation started was with Clemson's visit to the White House. And um, we have a we have a Slack chat room basically for all the kook center authors and um let's just say without getting too in-depth into what we talked about that it was one of the more robust discussions that we've had um, a long time in in some time for sure and and sort of you know one of the things that that i thought was was funny is we just sort of all agreed like oh my god we can't believe he served them mcdonald's like that's <laughs> like we're just like you know and i'll say like i've seen we're not we're not offended by it we're no, not, like, like it doesn't offend, offend me. It doesn't like, offend and, and us. It's, I'm not even like it's 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 more of it's just it's so on the nose that it's <laughs> like it's too much. Like yeah. it, it's like if if like if, if someone if like the onion probably was like God damn it and they crumbled up like a, like a, a, a draft <laughs> they were writing because they didn't think Clemson was going to be there for right. only a couple months and they they're like damn it what are you kidding me again again. <laughs> <laughs> where like reality exceeds even what the onion could have come up with, you know, oh, just off topic though. I saw, um, there was an onion article today about, uh, Fox news creates a uh, new 24 hour network to just cover, um, to Alexandria Cortez. Ocasio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cortez. And it was uh-huh. just like, it was just like, that's too, well, I mean, yeah. That's too real. Would you believe it? Would you anyway, believe it? Anyway, so back it? to the hamburgers. So here's here's my biggest beef <laughs> with them. I'm like, dude, get some better fast food. Like, you, dude, there's you, a Five Guys down the road. There's a Chick Fil A. Like, there's a Chick Fil A in DC. Like, Chick Fil A caters too. Like, yeah, those 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 uh, trays of nuggets. Those nuggets are so good. Like they crush McDonald's nuggets out of the park. Yeah. Like and then and then like trays of them chicken chicken sandwiches. Get the yeah. five guys in there. Although five guys also does not age well. Uh, but oh, Chick Fil A sure. actually does age pretty well because one time I'll tell you, uh, when we lived in um, Vermont, there was not a Chick Fil A for you know. Well, actually, I, I think there was one in Nashua, New Hampshire, in a in a strip mall, and we definitely went there once specifically to go to it. But but so because we had lived in Tennessee and we had just been like Chick Fil A is so good, oh my god, and and so I was I on my way back to um, Vermont from a work trip, I went through the Atlanta airport, and they have a Chick Fil A there, and so I got uh uh two of uh, their breakfast sandwiches which is our which are amazing like uh if you've only ever had their dinner yep. their the biscuits are like how yep. is a fast food place have biscuits this good i don't understand yep so i got one for amanda and i say like i had basically like a three-hour flight back to burlington vermont and then drive down to our house and so that thing was like four hours old she just popped it in the microwave and had a nice little. She was so grateful to have that Chick Fil A. 
it's, but anyway, so, but yeah, so yeah, I'm thinking like, dude, like I, yeah. I would have had so much more respect if you just upped your fat. Like there's Shake Shack right there. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I mean, I'm just like yeah, Smoke Shack, man. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's the same. I land in the same spot. I'm just like, okay, first of all, this is absurd, right? Like this is so, like you said, on brand. But I love right? it's funny things. I loved it. Like I was just like, uh, yeah. It's funny. Like I, I. It, like it was just like I think it hit about like two in the afternoon, and I was just like, I'm not working the rest of the day, <laughs> but I totally did. Like I, I'm joking. Yeah, I totally did. But anyway, so but it was just like, like it was just like, what the hell? And like and then our Slack just exploded. Right. Just like, you know, so many people on Twitter. It's just like, wow, and this is got- like. And then we've got Michael trying to figure out exactly how much the president spent on this, right? And then, we, and then the realization that there's like everything from McDonald's was on the two for five menu, right? Like of the salads, yeah. like, like dude, dude who says he's worth billions of dollars orders from hey the Jeff, two for five you, menu. You don't get to be a billionaire without buying your McDonald's. Yes, yeah, I, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. And this dude is a connoisseur at McDonald's, so yes, he is. That is without the bun, though. Because there's too many calories in the bun, you know. Well, if you don't exercise because you don't want to use all your heartbeats, you got to cut the <laughs> calories out. So. You've only got so many heartbeats left. You don't want to use them on the extra stuff like walking. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Over, overall, it's just like, and people are like, oh, the players loved it. And I'm like, the players probably thought it was funny like we did. Right. But the players really loved the steak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, well, like I said, you know, get them some fast food that they don't eat all the time. Like, I know, because yeah, like you they know. definitely eat the 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 Wendy's like the Wendy's like wraps or whatever. Like they, like college kid would be definitely hitting up that two for five. Like oh hell yeah! Like you can get a Big Mac and a six piece McNugget for five bucks. They give yeah. me that every yeah. day. But now like that I, I'm a, now that I'm right a now. grown up, now that I'm a grown up, I want like real food. You know, it's like, uh, you know, give me like if I'm going fast food, like like Chick Fil A, right? Chick Fil A is not cheap. Like it's it's fast food, but it's not cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but I'm like I'm a grown up now, and you know, most of the time I'd like to eat, you know, grown up food. So maybe maybe the president could have introduced these young men to like, okay, you know, you're national champions. Now we're going to spring for the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. We're going to spring for the, for the, you know, the Shake Shack. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to introduce you to, and by the way, those are all still American companies since he made it a point to make sure everybody knew he ordered some fine. What is more fast American and right leaning than Chick-fil-A? Like totally. That was my first thought. Chick-fil-A is America. Chick Fil A, Chick Fil, yeah. Anyway, but right. yeah, that, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, that's mostly tongue in cheek, but like seriously, no. Here's what I'm saying: like people are like, oh, college kids love fast food. College kids love fast food because they only can afford fast food. Like that's why. That's why they love like, it. Like if you're going to a, an event at the White House where they typically, but obviously they don't right now, have like a you know a chef and stuff. Like it like. I, I equate it to like when the when like parents weekend when someone's dad and mom would take you out to dinner and you're like you get to go to like a real restaurant and, and like <laughs> you're like you're you're like oh my god I get to 
I get to eat, I get eat real protein. Food. I get to eat protein. Like, but instead, it's like, nah, this is the same shit you eat every day. Like, let me go. Like, let me go. Let me go buy you four pizza pipelines. <laughs> Here you go, Dude, guys. I got you some pizza pipelines. If it, they just and put it's on like, the table, oh, like, thanks. Four twenty-eight inch pizzas. Yeah. Here you go. Have at it. Here you go. They were two for one if you carry them out. <laughs> I sent the Secret Service. I do want to know more about the acquisition process. Kind of do. Like I, how, I want, I want how to imagine that he how ordered. How get this to regular McDonald's or make that many Big Macs? Yeah. Like, I want to imagine that he ordered it on Uber Eats <laughs> and then just like, like typed it in and went like, like, I don't know if, I don't well, know how. He now ordered on Uber Eats. Like, there's right? no way he know how to use that. Oh, but, no, like, but he uses his phone, right? So I, I want him, I, I like, I, like, I want to imagine him like sitting you know probably like sitting on the toilet or something like the rest of us right where you're like on your phone the the toilet right and all of a sudden it hits him he's like i'm gonna oh mcdonald's yeah let's get a mcdonald's and so he's like you know uber eats he's like what's his what's his uber eats app and so he opens it up and he's like oh i could order it here and have it delivered 300 quarter pounders push a set (laughs) right and then, like, I don't know, like, if anybody else has ordered Uber Eats before, but it's like, if if you haven't, then you don't know that a lot of times they will call you right back to sort of yeah. verify your order yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? So I'm just imagining, like, this phone call. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm just, like, imagining this whole, like, fiction process where he's, like, he orders 300 quarter pounders with cheese and someone calls back and goes, uh, like, did you really mean 300 quarter pounders with cheese or did you mean, like, 30 or maybe even three Three? (laughs) nope 300 i want 300 bigly 300 and they better be two for five every single one they all better be on the two for five menu so i expect that these will be two for five i'm a math major so i I have a dollars i have an uber eats story so i i think like 50 percent of the time i've used uber eats or grub app or whatever uh it's usually i'm on the road for work and it's like late and i usually like i went to a beer bar and like i you know i come home and i'm a little drunk and i'm like i could use a burger and like at that point at night like mcdonald's is the only thing mcdonald's or denny's is like the only thing on there and and so i i had that one in san antonio after the wsc bar crawl the night before the game i get back and i'm like i want i want some chicken strips like really bad like and it's like three o'clock in the morning and i and i ordered them and i pushed send and then immediately was like this shit's not gonna be here for half an hour and i want to go to sleep (laughs) like like i'm like right this sucks i'm just thinking i gotta wait and then i'm gonna have to eat then i'm gonna eat the food so i'm like i'm gonna be up for another hour like because i'm gonna have to take shit after that like because it's gonna go through immediately and and it's just like uh and it was like a miracle. I get I get a call from McDonald's and they're like, uh, sir, uh, we're gonna have to cancel your order because we're only serving breakfast now. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally said to him, like, oh thank you. I did not want that order. Like I did not I just want to go to sleep. And they're like yeah. <laughs> and they laughed at me and I was like, Thank you so much. I didn't actually want that food. I you know didn't know what? Know what I- 
<laughs> I'm surprised you didn't like drunk order egg McMuffins or something after that though. Like, like oh, oh no, I thought I wanted chicken strips, but now I really want an egg McMuffin. Like so, uh, yeah. do you have any like leftover chicken strips to <laughs> throw yeah. onto an egg McMuffin? Yeah, like one of those triple decker breakfast sandwiches. Well, because there, there was a there was a Whataburger that was like a ten minute walk from my hotel. And Whataburger is like a Texas chain. I don't, I don't think I've ever eaten there. And, and they, and they, uh, and so I was like, oh, maybe I go to Whataburger. And I was like, and they're 24 hours, but I was like, I don't want to walk anywhere for 10 minutes. Cause I'm doing the math. Like, okay, if I walk there and walk back, it's right. like, and then I wait for food, it's at least a half an hour. And so I'm like, well, 30 minutes, I'll just order Uber Eats. And then, it, and then I, I had immediate buyer's remorse, immediate, like Brexit style buyer's remorse. <laughs> and, and just like, <laughs> But luckily for me, I I I got that immediate gratification. Of, yeah, you know, yeah. We're not deli- we we can't make any of this if, for you. If only the Brits were so lucky. Well, it's funny because then Uber had to call me because like Uber had to because ca- I wasn't able to cancel the order anymore inside the app. So Uber had to call me to make sure that I wanted to cancel the order, <laughs> and 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 I think they were surprised that I answered and that I was polite. Cause like, and that your answer was, was yes. Like, yes, I wanted Uber, that canceled. Uber person was like, "Thank you so much for answering the phone." Like, like, and not in like it. Like, it seemed like really genuine. Like, like she's like, "Holy shit!" They answered the phone because they probably have to call these people, these drunk people, like a hundred times. I'm and then when sure. they finally get a hold, they're like, "Where's my food? Where's my food? I need my food right now." Right. Like, but it was just like, I'm sorry, I'm drunk and I'm tired, and I, 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 got, I got shit to do tomorrow. I, I, uh, I got to start drinking again in a couple hours. So, uh, what else should we talk about? All right. Well, um, you know, I'm, I, so I was thinking, like, uh, since we're both like in the know. Uh, <laughs> With pop culture specifically, like yeah, we clearly. know about our our Benefers and our uh, our uh, whoever, whatever Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they're probably together. So I don't know, and uh, we we know. Like I'm reading my In Touch magazine every day. You know, I, I think it's weekly, but I read it every day. Um, but so I, I think we should hit on some important pop culture topics. Yeah. So I was, I was just gonna, I'm just gonna click over to Twitter. And I, I'm going to go uh, change, not Seattle trends. Screw that. Let's go national trends. Oh, yeah, we want national trends. How do you do that even? It won't, it won't let me. I don't know how to do it. See, I don't even know how to do that. Uh, Man. It's like... Trend in Twitter. Well, like, I'm seeing one here that says, where's Mitch? Hashtag where's Mitch? I have no idea what that is. Mitch Hanniger, probably, right? Probably, probably Mariners baseball player. Where's Mitch? All right, I'm like, clicking where's on Mitch? that. Like, oh, this is a. Uh, oh, this is this is politics. Oh, where's Mitch McConnell? See, we don't uh, even know what's going on. Uh, we've already talked uh, about it. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Oh, the Masked Singer has thirty thousand tweets tonight. Did you watch the Masked Singer? Never. Well, what's I wrong with this. you? No. I, why does that exist? I because people need ratings no but here here's what the show is because i saw the pre so every time it's just someone singing and then they take their mask off as a celebrity yeah so that's what it 
So where what why is the second episode fun? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Like you, you, oh my god, it's a new other celebrity. Like I want it to be like a mass like it's like mass singer. And then it's just like Bob from Scottsdale. And they're like, Who the hell is this guy? Hey, yeah, we never like, we never said it was gonna be Lady Gaga every time, all right? Yeah, I mean I'm like looking down here and I'm I'm actually kinda disappointed that all of these are just like gifts and memes and stuff and that they're not actually telling me who our mass singers are like i'm sort of i'm sort of disappointed right it's now. actually most of the most most of the tweets are why this show is dumb why am i watching this show yeah yeah <laughs> i still don't understand why the unicorn is here i don't Wait, know what was, that means was peyton manning one of them i don't know i'm seeing a peyton manning gift from when he was on saturday night live you know banging kids in the head with a football do you remember that one Yes, Did you see that one? We're we're so old. That that's some that's some up to that's, date that's relevant pop classic, culture. Classic pop culture. You know you know you have this sketch comedy show, and what better person to host it than a football player? And ten years ago, and it was hilarious. And then Peyton was you know he's he is what he is now, and. Let's see. I'm looking here. Apparently, the peacock was Donny Osmond, or something. They shouldn't be actual singers. That's lame. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it should be like you and me. Like that'd be awesome. I feel like most of the trends are sports stuff. So that's like they are. It's like I think it's tailored to the stuff that we like. Oh. Well, and not only me. Like I'm looking at. So I'm looking at the Coog Center Twitter because I don't have Twitter anymore. Here, I'm going so Billboard it's... Top 100 and see if either of us have heard this number one song. Okay, there or we know what it is, but you have you have like you have like a twelve year old, so he probably he probably here. Okay. Uh, oh no. Um. So the number one song is called "Sunflower" from the uh, movie Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, which actually looks pretty good. I've heard of the movie. Um, I've never heard. Um, of it's by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Oh dear. I've heard of Post Malone. Uh, the only reason I've heard of Post I, I, I was watching some show and he did a a cover of Return of the Mac. Which okay. which I know that song. Yes. And yeah. um I have Speaking no idea who Kyle Sherwood. Yeah. And Kyle thought it was good. I didn't think it was good. But uh uh Kyle's just loving that we've mentioned him twice. Uh and we're definitely gonna hear about that. Um, so uh, Sway Lee, no idea who that is. Like I know Post Malone is a rapper with like face tattoos, and but Sway Lee, no clue. Yeah. yeah. So I, I and I don't want to play the song because I'm gonna have to pay for it. Um, because you my know, son all has that... started listening to a guy named Marshmallow. Oh. Yeah, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. These kids and their music. You would think I would absorb some things being a high school teacher, but no. Not oh, really. I see number six, Happier. Yeah, Marshmallow there it is. and yes, Bastille. I do know Bastille. Yeah, and Happier. But I've never heard of Marshmallow. Yeah, he really loves that song, man. Is he in the style of Bastille? That kind of like uh, kind of like synth pop rock like stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they do play it on the end. I have heard it on the end. Oh, I've probably heard it then. Yeah. Although I've taken yeah. to just like listening to snippets of podcasts when, podcasts when I'm in the car. I will say listen. this. Listening to that is better than listening to Havana on repeat, 
which is what it was about a year ago. Which one so, is Savannah? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, so shoot me in the face. Um, so I just, you know, no. no. So Mr. Post Malone has the number one song and the number 11 song and the number 13 song. Wow. What a guy. This guy is just like the oh, Michael dude. Jackson of our generation. All generation. right. So, so here's what I propose. Between now and next week, let's both listen to like, like an entire album of Post Malone. And then let's report back. Okay. That'll be our, that'll be part of our pop culture segment next week. Okay. Let's and do I, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an honest and honest old guy review of Post Malone. All right, let's do it. I think, uh, you know, since I'm the younger gay, um, eight years you're younger. I know. Uh, um, I'll probably, probably be, child. you know, so I, 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 you know, I'll, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll probably just, you know, be down and hip with it. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. I probably won't, but maybe I'm really bad at listening to new music. Like I always just like, even like if it's a band I like, like I just listen to their album from 10 years ago and then like they make new albums. I'm like, "Mm, it's fine. Yeah. So there's this band I like called blind pilot and they're like this kind of folky rock indie band. And when I was super into like folky indie rock was like 2008. And that's when they're, uh, there, it's actually, I, I, I think, no, I discovered them on NPR. <laughs> discovered. <laughs> of um, course. Like any uh, good liberal would. Yeah. And then, so uh, it's actually funny. Uh, uh, Amanda's dad, my, my uh, pseudo father in law, also found them like the same week. And so I got to be really cool and like the same band as um, like a 65 year old. Or when he, I guess he was like 57 at that point. So, you know, I was really hip. But anyway, so Blind Pilot, like, I've, <laughs> they've released, like, multiple albums since then. And I have them. Like, just I'm like, oh, yeah, I like them. But I barely listen to them. I still will be like, no, I'll listen to the original one. So they they did a tour. And I'm, I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. Because they did, excuse me, the beer is coming back up. Um, so they did a tour this year where they played, they played a show and they started the show by playing the first album front to back. And so I was like, I gotta go to that show. Yeah. Because so, I, the last time I had seen them live was like when that was their only album. So I was like, okay. And so, because I've always been like, yeah, I want to go see them, but they're going to play a bunch of songs I don't know. <laughs> right. And so we got, I go and it was just amazing because it was just like one through 12 first album, like right in a row. And, like, you kind of realize that after the, about the third song. You're like, they're just playing the album front to back, they, like, like like they said. And then they played, like, their newer songs, like, after that. I'm like, this is how every concert should go. That's like, pretty killer, actually. Play the, play the album that I want to hear front to back. Because, like, if you really, like, <laughs> if, the thing, like, if you really love, like, one album by a band, you're going to be lucky. And if it's their old one, you're going to be lucky to hear, like, one song off of right. it. right. Like, because they were saying, like, we haven't played these songs in years, like, we and we probably never played some of these live. Like, the you know, maybe, like, since they're, because back then they weren't headlining tours, they were doing, like, you know, 20-minute sets and stuff, you know? So right. it's like, but, yeah, so I was at the, uh, have you ever uh, been to the Moore? Uh, oh, yeah. In the U District? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's just a real intimate setting. It was really cool. Like, they did one song, 
where they uh, went, uh, uh, they turned everything off. And because uh, the Moore's acoustics are so good, they just played like their instruments not connected. And I'm like, this is so cool. It's like my one concert a year. I'm so excited. <laughs> but like, that would but, be cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. Um, I wish that all my bands that I like from 2008 would just uh, play their albums from then and, and don't bother with the new music, and then that'll be fine. Yeah, and get off our lawn while you're at it. And get and get off my goddamn lawn. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's. I mean, we're talking about music from 2008, so we're obviously hip and in the know. I'm drinking beer from 2009. Um, back when I was living on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Uh, I was a real hip kid back then, man. I was like in the know. I had and a child I'm, born in 2009. Yeah. My second yeah, child. Your second child. <laughs> My first child was born in 2007. Yeah. Well, you've only had one more since then, so really, what's that's true? I had another one in 2012. Yeah. You know. Well, I just had one, which was the same year the last time we won an Apple Cup. So it's yeah. Oh, did I just bring the podcast down? Did I just ruin it? Shut up, Jeff. Now we already talked about basketball enough for that. I know. Uh, But anyway, Mike Leach win an Apple Cup, huh? Why doesn't he focus on winning anyway? I'm just kidding. I would rather they go one and eleven and win the Huskies. Rather than going eleven and two. Eleven and two. If you don't beat the Huskies, doesn't beat the Huskies. What does it even matter? Don't beat you, Dub. God. (laughs) Apple Cup. I gotta. I work with this guy. He's such a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Speaking of kids, I, uh, as I mentioned, I have a one-year-old and the thing about having uh, a baby is that you just cannot go to a movie theater, um, with the baby. Cause that's yeah. like, that's like a, like, I, I'm not sure if it's like punishable by death, but yeah, I think like you might be death by angry mob. Maybe. And or like you just the stares you would get if you're just like holding this baby walking in and everyone's like, Are you serious right now? <laughs> Can you imagine just walking in like, with a baby guy, and everybody's just like, What? The guy who's like on his phone like looks at you like, How dare you? Right. <laughs> Even he is offended <laughs> by the presence of your kid. So I've been to some movies like since then, but like Amanda could not bear to like get away from the baby for two hours up until maybe a couple months ago and her parents were over and it was a tuesday which is the cheap day at the movie theater in tacoma and oh i shouldn't say that uh, but anyway so yeah uh, so we went to uh we went to see aquaman uh f- so that was the first movie that we've seen together in a year and a half or something i don't know a long time which is kind of weird and then Aquaman is, you know, okay. I guess I could have talked about that in pop culture. Yeah. That Jason, what's his name? What a hottie. Yeah. Sexy. We should all grow beards and long hair. And have 12 packs. On our yeah. Stacks. Keto. That's why I'm on keto. Yeah. You're going to get on that, a 12 pack. You're going to get that 12 pack. You're going to get that you're 12 gonna, pack. You're going to get a starring role in a, in a DC movie. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. That's only that's only uh, that's only after I do my Marvel movie though. 
Oh, the best thing while we were at the movie, uh, we Jeff, you've seen my uh, our, our living room kind of table. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of like this marble with very sharp edges. Uh huh. Is that perfect for perfect <laughs> for a small child? And so B, who is walking around and all this stuff now, like while we were gone, just biffed it right in the eye <laughs> on the thing. So we get back from the movie. Uh, uh, Amanda's mom's like, uh, I have to tell you, <laughs> she has a black eye. So we finally had to put these like, like, like foam, you know, yeah. like protective on the outside. Because yeah. every time she's like walking by it, I'm like, she's gonna hurt herself. And she yeah. just like hits her head on it, and she's like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm You're tough. Like, really? Because well, I'd be like- crying. It's it's you know part of parenting is uh, both trying to protect your kid and also recognizing that you can't. So like so my my experience in parenting this week I kind of referred to it earlier. So my my son my middle son the one that was born in two thousand and nine oddly enough, um, we were up in Marysville at a uh, at a at a birthday party for my nephew, who is the same age as my youngest son so he's turning seven, and uh, he had it at a trampoline park. Now, I don't know how many of our listeners like have had any experience with one of these places. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's basically a giant warehouse full of these interconnected trampolines where kids can just literally run and jump to their heart's content. Um, most of them are just kind of open yes. trampolines. Some of them, like they've got basketball hoops that you can jump on a trampoline and dunk on or whatever, right? Um, one of the things they had, they had like a jousting station, you know? So, so I'm like watching this, right? And there were probably like, I don't know, 12 kids at this birthday party. And there's like hundreds of kids in this place. It's insane. They had like 18 birthday parties going on at the same time on a Sunday afternoon. And so th- there's all these kids and there's like, like I said, like maybe a dozen kids for the party we're at. And I kid you not, out of the 12 kids, there were at least three that sustained injuries. Like, like not like, not <laughs> owies, not like, oh, I got like a, like a, a little burn on my leg from, you know, falling down on the trampoline or something. I'm talking like injuries. So like, um, my kid was was chasing somebody on the trampoline and trying to jump and apparently twisted his ankle. I didn't see it happen, man. There's like 300 kids out there. But twisted his ankle, sprained it. So he's he was out for a couple of days, you know, dealing with that. And my wife stayed home one day. I stayed home the other. Went back to school today. So he's all good. But it's like, okay, like legit had to miss two days of school because he went to this trampoline part. Another kid um, chipped a tooth. Because, I mean, the thing is, if you've never been to one of these places, it's, it's 300 kids jumping on trampolines and colliding with each other. Well, right? and what is the most, like, when I was growing up, like, the guaranteed, like, injury, like, the kid that got the trampoline in the neighborhood. Oh, totally. Like, someone was, like, everyone that spent any time on it, you were coming away with a broken something. something. Like, it was guaranteed. Right. Somebody was going to get a little too excited and bounce themselves right off the trampoline, right? And then the third kid, so we, got, so we got 300 kids, right? which is just all, unmanageable. Yeah, all in the same place. <laughs> and, and like five teenagers who are like checking their watches every 30 seconds, right? Who are supposed to be monitoring. And so, so my kid sprains his ankle. Another kid chips a tooth. And then the third kid, I'm pretty sure, got a concussion. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, so. Start him early. 
So here's the thing, though. Like, you got to sign, like, five pages worth of legal waivers just to get in the door, right? And I'm thinking, this is brilliant. Like, you put together this place, and the parents bring their kids willfully, knowing that they're probably going to get hurt. And it's like, you don't have to do anything. You're just like, nope, you signed a waiver. Sorry. Here's an ice pack, which is kind of what <laughs> happened. Right? I went, and I'm like, do it. Well, the funny thing was, like, so, so Tristan hurts his ankle. And I'm like, okay, well maybe they have an ice pack I can use. So I go up to the, to the, uh, you know, to, to the counter and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, do you guys, do you guys by any chance have an ice pack? And she's like, Oh yeah. And then she like goes into the back, comes back like a minute later, you know, with one of those like, you know, instant cold ice packs. And I'm just like, Oh no, they've done this before. All the time. They do this all the time. That's the one thing they're good at. We don't need to watch the kids. The the injuries will come to us and we will give the ice pack. Yeah. So the moral of the story is um, if you take your kids to one of these places, there's kind of like a, um, a 75% chance that they're going to be fine and just wear themselves out and then pass out in the car or a 25% chance that they're going to hurt themselves. So that's, that's the one that's like just lesson banking on the severity of that. Yeah. And, and lesson number two is if you have a chance to invest in one of these suckers, you <laughs> should totally go for it. All of the upside, none of the risk because all these kids they, are getting injured and they've signed away their ability to get you for it. So it seems like a seems like a pretty good deal to me. I don't know. Do you think they do they have like adult nights? You know, that's a great question. All I know is do if they had adult remember? night they had adult night, that ratio would get flipped. Like seventy five percent chance of injury, twenty five percent chance of just getting tired and passing out in the car afterwards. Do you remember Slam Ball? I think I broke my hip. Like that would be me. I'd be like, uh. yes, I remember Slam Ball. Now that was a show. That was a sport, and and that like had some gruesome ass injuries, and those were like really good athletes. Yeah, and and uh, I, I remember in high school just watching that show at various levels of state of mind. And, 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 uh, and it was just like, that's how cool, uh, me and my buddies were. We would get together on Sunday night and turn on like whatever spike TV or whatever it was back then. Yeah. I want no part of that. I want no part of that, man. (laughs) No. Yeah. But it looked like so fun. And now I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, that's a, I'm going to break my arm like immediately. Yep. Yep. 100 100% chance. All right, man. Uh, we're about we're we're, we're deep. What, what did we, we say? Five minutes. Uh, uh, I think we're 45 minutes before we got even. Yeah. To the uh, so, um, do you think I, anybody's still listening? Uh, my mom is. Your mom is. Hi, mom. mom. Yeah, Sarah probably is still listening. Hi, honey. Oh, Amanda is not listening to this. There's no way. <laughs> Uh, she, she's like, I have to listen to you talk all the time. I don't need to hear more. I'm not listening to a recording of you talking. All right. So Jeff, you think I uh, am crazy? Uh, this podcast sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. We don't care. You should listen. You should definitely listen to a better one. So what's a better one? Um, so one, obviously this might be a little cliche, but it's still worth mentioning. 
Um, I love serial podcasts, including the original serial. Oh, the original serial is the best. Yes. And they just, you know, recent, not, I mean, it's not too recent within the last couple months, um, finished up their third season and it's fascinating. It's a, it's a great look at the criminal justice system, um, in, uh, in Cleveland. And it just raises a lot of big questions about, um, you know, sort of how that system works, why it works the way it does, the way that it doesn't work, um, who it works for, who it doesn't work for. Um, just a really, just a really excellent thought provoking, um, um, series. So I can't, can't recommend the third season of serial enough. Um, it's different than the previous two where they just sort of tackled one big thing, like a case, you know? Um, so anyway, really excellent. Um, totally worth your time. Highly recommend. So, um, I have, I have, traditionally, I think I've expressed this to you before. I have not been a huge podcast guy, but uh, but I am uh, getting into them more. Like you know, in, during football season, I I enjoy listening to the Saturday Cast. I enjoy listening to Coog Center Hour, uh, but those are both a given. I'm sure most people who listen to this listen to those already. Um, but so uh, in my in my beer nerd realm, um, there's a, a a newer podcast that's been on for about half a year at this point. They do weekly episodes. Um, so there are quite a few episodes if you just want to dig in, um, 26 or like 30 or so by now. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's from a, a prominent beer blogger who's kind of this, he was known for his, uh, uh, being very verbose. Um, he's a, he's a lawyer by trade, which most people who write blogs are. Um, and, uh, he is, is just a hilarious beer reviewer. He's vulgar at times. Like he makes fun of the, uh, craft beer nerd culture quite a bit, but he started a podcast, uh, it's called malt couture, um, which, which is, uh, it kind of speaks. It's, it's a beer and comedy podcast, which is probably the only one that exists in that. That's realm. a pretty so, good combo. So, so what he did is he's like a bigger beer nerd than me. Even. Like uh, he's, he's a really big beer nerd, but he brought on two of his buddies basically that he's met through like sketch comedy groups and stuff. Cause he likes to do some sketch comedy. So, so um, he's got his one friend. That's probably like on your level of beer nerdery, Jeff, like, you know, you, you mostly like the stuff you're getting is like, you're 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 coming across like you're not like you're not like actively going to like a beer release right. and waiting in right. line. You're not trading right. for something out of state or whatever. Right. Like it, you, you're mostly buying something you find on a shelf somewhere. Like you and you'll you'll go to like nicer beer stores specifically to find right. more beer. But you're not like you're not like going out of your way to like get a good beer because you know honestly you you don't need to go out of your way to get good beer these days. Um, right. So one of his friends is just like at that level. And then the other guy is like, doesn't know shit. Like, and he's just like, and, and he's like, uh, like they bring in and I'll, I'll spoil the first one. But like they, they do a beer share at the, uh, the, the last segment of the episode is a beer share. So, uh, the guy that hosts brings like some like really nice beer. Um, and then, uh, the other guy brings like a craft beer that he found at like, you know, the total wine or whatever. And then the, the other guy, like the first episode, he brings a Modelo. Like, <laughs> so they're like doing this fancy beer tasting. And he's like Modelo, and so and he's so funny. Like uh, he's you know he's like a, an actor, but he's like more of an inspiring actor. But he's done some stuff. Like he's actually, uh, if you ever seen the skits on the Fox uh, uh, NFL 
morning show on uh, Sunday. Like he's he's regularly in a lot of those skits that they do. But he's so he's a pretty funny guy, and uh, he like just the three of them are, and they they do all these like bits where it's like you could tell they're like improv comedy guys. Like they'll set up little bits and like they'll talk and like, but it's very free form, like kind of this. Like they just have a basic structure and they're just chatting, but they're really funny. Like I think like they're really long. Like like they're ninety minutes to two hours long. And I just I usually just listen to it in a, in pieces because um, like it's funny enough. Like even when they're just like talking about their sponsor or something, it'll be like really funny. And and so um, yeah, I really enjoy it because uh, uh, sometimes I'm like I get enough of like the serious beer nerd reviewing stuff just from like my life. Like so I'm like. Just make fun of it all, and yeah. and and, and, uh, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun to listen to. So I recommend Malt Couture um, if if you feel like listening to uh, two hours of people babbling on about beer and, and the beer industry. Um, but but yeah, so uh, um, the both of those uh, better podcasts than this one. So um, for sure. So yeah, I think we're pretty good. Um, so. Uh, you can, if you have any questions or comments or uh, um, just be aware, we might make fun of you if you send us something. Um, but the good news can't. is we'll also make fun of ourselves. So yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody will be um, in the company. So uh, podcast.versusvs.everyone at Gmail. Um, you don't have to put the dots in, uh, as Jeff pointed out to me. Uh, but podcast versus everyone at Gmail. Um, I still have social media. I'm like, Jeff, you can follow me at the Craig Powers on Twitter and uh, Craig W. Powers on Instagram if you like pictures of beer and my child. Um, Jeff, do you have anything to mention? Yeah, I mean, if you made it this far, what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, this was Coog definitely Center bad. Too. But you definitely follow Coog Center if you're listening to this. There's yeah. like no way not. yeah. That's like you didn't true. stumble upon this. No. Oh, what's this podcast? Oh, an hour and forty-five minutes. I think I'm gonna listen oh. to ninety minutes of two guys. <laughs> Who are these guys? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, you should definitely listen to us next week. Um, it might be better. Probably not, but it might be. Hopefully You'll have to listen not. to find it out. Might be more more crisp. I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll Maybe I'll, uh, I'm about 15 ounces into this, uh, 10 and a half percent. Uh, it's tasting really good. Like, I'm just, I'm excited about it now. Uh, tell all your yeah. nerd friends about how you, how you drank a 10 year old double bastard, double bastard from stone. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what's them. funny is like, they or discuss them one or the other. They definitely, be like, no, really it's good. I promise. So none of the double bastards ever had like a year on them. But this one specifically does. So they obviously on purpose released like 2009. Like, we'll, we'll release some old stuff. And we, they like branded it. Because yeah. I remember when the the, the uh, friend that bought it for me, it was like, it was probably like four years ago, three or four years ago. So I've had it like sitting since then. There's definitely dust like, and the dust where it's like caked on. Yeah. Like you, like you got to get like a wet nap to like get this stuff off. Um, like you can't just like take your finger and run it along. It's definitely on there. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that was the oldest beer I had in my cellar. Uh, so now I think probably something around 2012 is the oldest. Good job. So, uh, also the last time we won an apple cup. (sighs) Now I have to drink all my 2012s. (laughs) 
Well, no, I have to save my 2012 for the next time we're in Albuquerque. That's right. You might never drink it. <laughs> I do have a couple of 2012 abysses. We talked Ooh. about the abyss earlier. Oh, actually, I think I drank one. I think I drank one with my dad the other day, so I might only have one. Because I'm just to the point where like I need to drink some of this freaking beer. This fucking yeah. beer. I don't care. Given that explicit. Yeah. Um, I need to drink oh, some because yeah. I have so much. But anyway, so thank you for listening. Um, we're gonna try to make this a weekly thing. Uh, uh, we're gonna probably talk about the same stuff. Talk about beer. Talk about WSU. Talk about uh, uh, liberal politics and uh, uh, pop culture. Uh, you got to come back next week for our Post Malone review. Yeah. Uh, some of you people who are over the Maybe I'll get a face tattoo. Oh. Um, I that, know he's got those. The great thing about a podcast is if you, you don't have to get one and just tell people you did. I can just tell people I got a face tattoo. Yeah. Because Post Malone inspired me. Yeah, like I loved him so much that I wanted to make this really good decision about getting a face tattoo. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, thanks, Mom, uh, for listening. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Podcast versus everyone.